0: I pray we would be a blessing to you today. Christ has saved us from our sins. Our With our Bibles open today to the book of John, chapter number one, we are continuing our study on the unsearchable riches of Christ, and we're looking at Christ and creation. And we see him in John 1 1 through 5 as the sovereign one, Christ the sovereign. He is Lord of all. Now, for a word of prayer, and then we'll begin with today's message Father, thank you for your dear Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. We come in prayer in His name, by His blood, and for His sake. Bless our time, the reading and preaching of Thy Word. Prick hearts, open eyes, draw sinners, save souls, I pray, for Jesus' sake and in His name. Amen and Amen. John 1, verse 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. We'll stop there for now and consider the pre-existence of the Word. We have not stumbled upon Christ's beginning. No, on the contrary, John takes us back before the beginning and we step, if you will, into eternity past. We affirm what the Bible teaches that Christ is pre existent, existing before his birth, but note that he is self existent. He is the eternal one, he is the eternal Son of God. We notice the prepositions and the tenses of the verbs indicating the state of being here. It says, the Bible says, in the beginning was the word. Verse 2, the same was in the beginning with God. John's thoughts then travel back before time began. We are not seeing the start of the word, but the state of Christ who is the word. He has always been. His existence is eternal and continuous, with no beginning and no ending. Hebrews 7 verses 1 through 3. Jesus Christ is therefore eternally God. We see then that Christ's nature, as the eternal Son of God, says that he has no beginning, but rather from him everything else began. John 1 verse 3. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. He is the sovereign creator, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist. Colossians 1 verse 17. This places Jesus Christ in the position of ruling power and absolute authority. Go back to Genesis one. In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. Read the account of creation, and you'll find the same things and same truths said and taught there as we do here in John 1. The Bible does not begin with any explanation of who God is or where God came from, but rather with that unavoidable truth that God is the Creator. In the beginning, God. That is, He was already here. He brought everything into existence, and all things came into being because of God. In ten short words, and in the opening statement of the Bible, God explains where everything started and how all things came to be. If you will accept this, then you'll have no problem with the rest of God's book. It'll be no problem for you but to abandon Genesis chapter 1 and accept, say, evolution as an alternative, is to take the lie of the devil, is to be duped with the devil's merchandise, and is to make a God little g out of modern science and reject God, the living God, altogether. If we cannot trust the Lord when he tells us of creation, as in Genesis 1, and of the Creator, as in John 1, then we could not trust God when He tells us of salvation, of life and death, of marriage, of finances, or anything else for that matter. Therefore, the first verse of the Bible does not water down the truth of creation, nor make any excuses, or apologize to the evolutionist or the skeptics, nor even attempt to prove that God is and satisfy the atheist. No, the Spirit of God simply knows and deems the truth of God's existence. And man's creation to be self evident and in no need of explanation. Consider your body, friend, and tell me that God does not exist. Consider the stars. Look tonight in the night sky and see the stars sparkle and twinkle and tell me that God does not exist. Consider that longing deep inside your soul for something to truly satisfy and tell me that God does not exist. Go back again. And again and again to the beginning with John the Apostle here. And you'll always find that Jesus our Lord was already there. And he's been there for ages. And he will forever be there for the ages to come because he is the eternal God. He is the Son of God and he is God the Son. John 1.1, in the beginning was the Word. The Word is co-eternal with God. And the Word was with God. The Word is co-existent with God. And the Word was God. The Word is co-equal with God. And then verse 2, the same was in the beginning with God. The Word is coessential with God. Christ, the Word, the living Word, the incarnate Word, is confirmed as God. All that God is in His nature, character, attributes, and person, so Jesus is too. Jesus Christ is God. No wonder, he said, while living upon the earth, John 10 and verse 30, I and my Father are one. William Burkitt comments in his expository notes on the New Testament, and he says, Learn hence that eternity, that personality, and the divinity of Christ are of necessity to be believed if we will worship him aright. Christ tells us that we must worship the Son even as we worship the Father, John 5 and verse 23. Now unless we acknowledge the eternity and divinity of Christ, the second person, as well as of God the Father, the first person, we honor neither the Father nor the Son. Christ is the creator, not the created one. That is the pre-existence of the word. Yea, more than that, the self-existence of the word, the eternal word, God eternally is Christ. But now the power of the word. Verse 3, all things were made by him. That is power. He wields, therefore, the power of creation. And without him was not anything made that was made. Verse 4 In him was life. To wield is to use with command, full command, as a strong man would hold and handle his sword. So did Christ in creation when he brought all things into being. Recognize the rule of his power. All things were made by him. Recognize the reach of his power. Without him was not anything made that was made recognize the reality of his power in him was life we therefore find ourselves under his rule within his reach and aware of his reality whether we want to admit it or not life is the keynote here and all life springs forth from christ who is that eternal fountain and the source of all life natural spiritual and eternal the plants and the planets owe their existence to Him. The animals and the atoms owe their existence to Christ. The gorges and the galaxies owe their existence to Christ. The mountains and the Milky Way all owe their existence to Christ. The stars in heaven above, the sons of men on the earth beneath, all owe their existence to Him. According to proverbs sixteen four twenty two two hebrews nine twenty seven second corinthians five ten revelation twenty eleven through fifteen all men have an appointment with their Creator, friend, are you ready for that day, for that moment when you stand before the living God, even the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the judge of the quick and the dead? I pray if you're not ready, you'll get ready for surely Jesus is coming soon. We thank you for making this ministry a part of your day. And in closing, we want to point you to the words of our Lord in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. He answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And truly, it is written. God's word, every word, presents us with Truths to Live By. You've been listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. Please send all correspondence to Truths to Live By, P.O. Box 575, Harriman, Tennessee, 37748. Or you can email us at bmarkcooley at gmail.com. And finally, brethren, pray for us.